Hello, and welcome to Recapping with Delora and Ashley. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Recapping Podcast. Also, rate, review, and subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast platform. We're on all the things. We want to hear your thoughts on the movies and shows we review. Leave us a comment on Apple Podcasts or our YouTube channel, and we will read them during the show. Or reach out to us on social media. We love talking all things entertainment and pop culture with you. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Well, hello, 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 Delora. It is Christmas time and we are recapping a Christmas film. So tis the season. How you feeling? How you living? Oh, I'm happy. I'm excited. It's the most wonderful time of the year, Ashley. We are being so cliche right now, but absolutely it is. If you are a longtime listener, you know what this is. <laughs> Seriously. You know what this is. Well, I mean, I'm just, even though I'm in Florida, I'm just feeling the spirit with our latest uh, recap because I'm excited for just new, fresh Christmas content. Like we've done some throwbacks like we did a couple years ago with the Santa Claus and the Holiday last year what did we do for christmas did we even do a christmas movie last year we did we did spirited and the year before that we did jingle jingle okay so classic i love that we are getting more new christmas films to be able to recap so this one enjoy and enjoy so this one I had very high expectations for and it is candy cane lane released on Amazon Prime on December 1st. It is about a man determined to win the neighborhood's annual Christmas decorating contest. And so he makes a pack with an elf that brings the 12 days of Christmas to life. This film is directed by Reginald Hudlin. Okay, legend. Cast. The reason why I had such high expectations, Eddie Murphy, okay, as Chris. Tracy Ellis Ross as Carol, Jillian Bell as Pepper, Jenia Walton as Joy, Thaddeus Mixon as Nick, Madison Thomas as Holly, Nick Offerman, Parks and Rec as Pip, Chris Red as Lamplighter Gary, and Robin (laughs) Thede as Cordelia. I mean, you had a slew Mm -hmm. of comedians popping up in this particular picture they were hilarious my expectations were really really high and we're going to get into that on the grading so delora for reviews rotten tomatoes 41 percent critics 43 percent audience score right now could not find a google user score for this one so let's move into our grades what is your grade for candy cane lane i am always here for a Christmas movie with a Black family as the leads that looks like money was spent. Um, <laughs> there was budget, so I there appreciated that. There was definitely that. budget, yeah. This film was original. I didn't see a lot of things coming outside of the very end, of course. Um, and even then, we'll talk about what I didn't expect. <laughs> Overall, 
it was a fun film. Kept me on my toes. Eddie Murphy is legend. Tracy, legend. And you know me. I adore me some David Allen Greer. So I give this movie a B. Okay. Well, we're on the same page. I gave this film a B as well. But I thought I was going to be giving this movie an A. Because this film stars... Eddie freaking Murphy and Tracy Ellis Ross as my two main characters. So I'm like, oh, this is about to be comedic gold. You know what I'm saying? I expected way more deep belly laughs. And I was sad that I did not get that level of humor that I was expecting. But it did have some interesting twists and turns for a Christmas picture. It was a bit darker than I expected for it to be. There were full of sinisterness that I was not expecting. I was like, this don't All, feel holy. Almost <laughs> biblical in a sense with uh with some of the the way that it was depicted. And I'll get be specific about that later on. But yeah, it was. And I'm like, for all the Christmas merriment and joy, I don't know if I've ever seen such a villainous turn, except for Jingle Jangle to a certain extent. (laughs) It did not feel quite this dark. So that's our initial thoughts, guys. Spoiler alert as we get into the good, good of the film. So Candy Cane Lane. You always know you're watching a black film when it starts with some good music, right? So love the opening song from Chloe Bailey of Merry Christmas, Baby. It just immediately puts you in the vibe and the spirit, right? Great rendition, Mm -hmm. great vocals. Loved it. Yes. This movie is set in California. How does weather affect your Christmas vibe? Do you need cold and the possibility of snow to feel like it's really Christmas? Weather absolutely plays a role for a good Christmas movie. If I think about all my favorite ones, the Santa Claus, the holiday, specifically Jula. Jula has been a reoccurring theme for me for the last month for whatever reason. And he's not <laughs> even my favorite Hollywood actor, but in any case, but they did give us the Kate Winslet in LA and it still was lovely. Mm-hmm. But One of my absolute favorites, last holiday, Queen Latifah, she was actually in Europe, in the snow, in the mountains, and it was everything I ever wanted and more. So it does play a role. Now that I live in a warmer climate, I a thousand percent agree. I think sometimes Christmas will even sneak up because you're not dealing with the the weather the way that you are in places that have all four seasons. And so having grown up in the snow, in that feeling, in the, oh, we're going to drink some eggnog and some hot chocolate and all these things. And the way I think also it's depicted in in media, Christmas is always depicted usually around colder temperatures and that type of weather. So it's just like ingrained in you that like, yes, Christmas, snow, uh, presents, just certain memories are locked in. So I, I definitely think it makes a difference too. But as we see, the California people ain't letting the nice weather stopped them from being fully in the spirit, right? Because Mm -hmm. when we meet Chris, played by Eddie Murphy, he's huge into it. He's even hand-carved all of his outdoor decorations. How long do you think that took over the years to hand-carve out of wood all these outdoor decorations? 
I used to have a director who would buy one piece of Amish furniture a year. And so over time, his entire like dining room <laughs> was like well crafted furniture. furniture, right? It definitely took him years, probably before the children, to build that type of collection. It was quite impressive. It was impressive, but has not been flashy enough to get him to win their annual neighborhood decorating contest. He has a years long rivalry with the house across the street and their little inflatable decorations have won four years in a row. I would be pissed. Let me tell you, I was having a conversation with someone the other day about it, too. When it comes to Christmas decorations, when all you do are inflatables, it's giving lazy to me. It's like, where's the actual work? And it's it's tacky. It's cluttered. It's a no for me. It's a no for me, too. Of all the houses that we'll see later on, I was like, how are y'all winning year after year? Like, this is how terrible compared to the effort that some of these other people put in. Um, exactly. So along with Chris being really into Christmas, him and his wife are also into crushing their children's dreams because (laughs) their oldest daughter across the board (laughs) wants to go run track for Notre Dame. Thumbs down for them on that. They're USC (laughs) alums and diehards. And I'm like, what are you saying? Because Notre Dame is a piece of shit school. (laughs) Okay. And their son. No. Why are you so I no. know, because I'm like, no. do you have some secret rivalry no. that I don't know about? I'm saying, <laughs> they are saying it as if Notre Dame, like, that yes, piece exactly. of shit school over there, like, it's it's Notre Dame, okay? Rudy. And their son wants to be a musician. I have never seen a parent go this hard against a kid talking about, name me a tuba player who's made it. Name one exactly stick to math i was like damn like no level no level of finesse no level of like we support you in all of your endeavors energy coming from chris the mom tried carol tried a little bit but neither of these kids were um getting their parents stamp of approval and unfortunately chris gets laid off they gave him a damn fleece as a thank you for his years of service question for you was it just me or did the man letting him go have a strong sexual energy of course he did do we not know who uh trevante rhodes is like girl i i was like is it just that i am so attracted to him and this magnificent beard game or is he giving (laughs) just just dripping sexual energy has a level of magnetism to to him that's undeniable even in a christmas movie read at pg i mean he up here biting his lower lip i'm like what are what's ha- what's happening are, are you we firing him or are we seducing him like <laughs> oh my gosh i could not have been up in that meeting taking him seriously i was like this is too much for me <laughs> it was doing the most but maybe they were trying to show like oh they're replacing eddie's character for a younger sexier version he is eye candy in the office that is no lie but you could tell the lady who was with him was feeling bad about the way that things were going down it just obviously Mm -hmm. was out of her hands because they had been bought out and as a result of being bought out half of their sales force was let go 
So thankfully, Carol is in line for a promotion. But obviously, it's not ideal to get laid off and especially during the holidays. So Chris is extra motivated when the annual Candy Cane Lane Decorating Contest promises a $100,000 prize. Now, I don't decorate outside usually for any holidays, but if you heard about a $100,000 prize for home decor, home decorating, would you try to step your game up, Delora? Honestly, probably not because like, I don't have the energy. <laughs> Like that's if it were when you a passion know, of mine, that's when you know I you're financially comfortable. Because what are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? If you, like, like, we have a hundred thousand dollar prize on the line. I'm taking my ass to the store. I I want to do it right, and it just feels like a lot of work. You know what I mean? <laughs> It's, it's not a passion of mine, so I'm at least now, gonna try. I'm at least I, gonna try. Could I use a hundred thousand dollars? Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> but I think it's important to focus your talents on your strengths. You know what I mean? No, because I'm gonna try. <laughs> I, ain't no way you come into my neighborhood talking about we about to give y'all a hundred thousand dollars, and I'm not gonna at least put in some level of effort. I'm going to try. I'm going to figure the, it out. The space that I'm in right now. Ask <laughs> me next week and you might get another answer. Okay. That's hilarious. So needless to say, the neighbors were had a different level of motivation than they have in the past. And so the hunt is on for decorations. And Chris finds a random ass Christmas store under a highway overpass. I mean, where were their black spidey senses? Because I'm not stopping in a random store on the side of the street under some highways. Would you? That part. Absolutely not. I'm also a woman, right? In addition to being black, plus being a woman equals I'm not rolling down my windows, let alone getting out the car. And he also had his young daughter with him that he was taking into this random store. After I did like the montage of them trying to go to the big box stores and Walmart, it was all out brawls for Christmas decorations. Costco was empty. And then Target had already moved on to Valentine's Day. I was like, oh, the accuracy. that's exactly what they do. The accuracy. (laughs) But I'm not stopping at no uh, back alley christmas shop that's for damn sure but wouldn't be a movie without it so here we go they ended up it was a beautiful store once they actually went inside and they ended up buying so much that chris didn't even want to know what his total was which is crazy given that he just lost his job but he's about to win this hundred thousand this is an investment it's an investment so he bought this huge 12 days of christmas tree and when the receipt came It was like super long and apparently included legal information that he did not read. And I put in my notes, this is how I feel every time I sign up for something these days and I don't read the terms and conditions. I'm like, what am I actually, am I selling my soul? What am I actually signing up for? Would you have read the fine print on a receipt at a, at a store? It was definitely giving CVS and. (laughs) Or Walgreens. (laughs) But where are my coupons if it's all that? But when she told me I didn't have to, I would have been like, what? let me just go ahead, take a quick peek. 
I don't understand what you mean by legal mumbo jumbo. What type of legal information could have been on a receipt for Christmas decorations? That would have been my question. But I don't think most people would have thought about needing to read a receipt from a store. So he signed it and moved on with his life and the competition ensues. Did you have a favorite of the homes that we see that are a part of the Candy Cane Lane competition? No, I didn't. I thought they were fun, like the Matrix one. That was a lot of fun, but no. My favorites were between the Matrix house and the LAX house. Like I thought both of them were dope. (laughs) The fact that the families were out there and it was like themed and you know what I'm saying? Like That's why when they kept talking about the neighbor across the street, I'm like, his house is trash compared to the all out lighting and themes and showmanship that these other people's houses had. So those those were definitely my favorite too. I was going to say, I really did enjoy the idea of Santa coming down the street and pointing to the the production of all that was really fun. That's when you know we're on TV now, because to your point, it's a production, right? Like it's a, it's a whole moment. And to be honest, the 12 Days of Christmas tree, when it finally got lit up, creeped me out. I was like, this looks like it's either about to explode or it's trying to open up the gates of hell. Like, I don't know what this Listen, it was a little weird, but one of the notable first times I laughed was when it was giving Richard Smallwood's Amen. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. Amen. It's crazy. I was like, oh, this is so black because I don't know any other movie that would have incorporated (laughs) this particular uh, man. (laughs) It was so over the top, right? And so they were a shoo-in and like the house to beat because of the showmanship of that freaking tree. Us being creeped out was justified the next day because all the ornaments disappeared. You know, Chris up here running around thinking somebody stole them. But I'm like, how easy would it have been to steal? That was a huge, super, how easy would it have been to steal those things? So turns out Pepper's evil. <laughs> she She's an evil elf. We hear this whole spiel about Pepper and the fact that she was once Santa's favorite, but her standards were impossible to make the nice list. So Santa demoted her to clean in the reindeer stalls. And so she decided to quit. Now she's gone rogue and she's punishing everybody and including the little glass ornament people that they're getting this story from in the Christmas shop that are basically imprisoned in these uh, glass bodies and are stuck in the freaking little town village that she's created in the store. This is where the biblical reference comes in for me because I'm like, Is this supposed to be God and the devil? Is this supposed to be, you know, it feels like fallen angel type vibes with like, oh, I was once the favorite. I was under the wing and then I went rogue and now I'm causing havoc to the world. (laughs) I was like, what? Well, I knew something was wrong when she asked him, what's the meaning of Christmas? And then, of course, he goes down the list and he's like, oh, or we can talk about the religion side. And she used you know, God's name. And she's like, no, I'm like, oh, you're using God's name in vain. (laughs) Like, um, who is this chick? (laughs) 
these ornaments have disappeared because the receipt that Chris signed means that he has until 8 p.m. on Christmas Eve to collect the five golden rings from the now alive 12 days of Christmas ornaments or he gets turned into one of those glass ornaments. All those people have failed their version of these tests, right, that they were put through. Chris decides to steal or rather rescue the little glass people from the Christmas shop to help him figure out how to get these golden rings and win the day. The whole family ends up getting pulled into the shenanigans of getting the rings. Did you have a favorite amongst the interactions with the 12 Days of Christmas ornaments? It's definitely the Lord's leaping because I was not expecting that at all. I was like, excuse me? <laughs> exact same for me. I loved the scene with the 10 lords leaping at the track meet. Um, but why were there not eight maids milking? Why was there only one maid? Yeah. And it was so funny when they were talking about uh, Piper's piping. I was like, there were no Piper's piping. And in my mind, I was thinking of smoking pipes. <laughs> Not musical pipes. (laughs) And I was like, oh, wait, that was there. What was I thinking? And then it was funny with the four calling birds. I was like, oh. I didn't put it together until the daughter said it. I was like, oh, because I got all the other ones. As soon as he went to the back of the house, I was like, uh, 10 swans are swimming, uh, six geese or seven swans are swimming rather, uh, six geese are laying when the geese were, you know, tossing down on her when she was running into work. I got everything else. But again, where are my eight maids in milking? If we're going to stick to this cliche in this song. That was a scary part, Loki, too. Chick out of nowhere showed up with a cow. Trying to kill the child. Putting the milk in the face, that's a lot. Tried to kill that child. But the Ten Lords of Leaping were were dope. They had a little bit of a Captain Hook vibe to me or something. I was like, Did they? It was, yeah. it was like... Lost Boys. Definitely martial, martial arts, right? But um, yeah, it was cute. It was yeah. cute. I enjoyed them a lot. So I know we talked about that $100,000 prize all of the things that they've gone through. And it turns out it was not a check that they were going to be getting $100,000. It was gift packages that were mainly tacos. How upset would you be? I would have been crushed. It was giving, you know, when you used to win prizes on the back of the cereal boxes, it's like, you can win this, but then if you look really hard, it's like you have to collect so many of these uh, tags of cereal, mail it in, postmark it for a certain day. It was like all these caveats. And I'm like, but I wanted to win this prize on the back, on the back of the cereal box. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. My first thought was timeshare, like presentation. Like you go to a timeshare oh. presentation. They're like, we'll give you a full oh. trip. We'll give you this. Monopoly this. at McDonald's. Mm, that was you so remember that rigged. back in the day? There was a whole documentary yeah. about yes. the rigging of the Monopoly. Sure was. Yeah. Quite fascinating. Yeah. I would have been crushed. But, like, imagine if you really needed this 100. Well, I mean, in his case, he really thought he, he wanted did. it because he was unemployed. <laughs> exactly. But. It was wrong. I'm like, y'all need to be a little bit more up, 
up front because when you presented this to us initially, what did you have? $100,000 in money flying around. So in my mind, this is cash money. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Unless we clear about who is bamboozling. This is the network. This is the host of the Candy Cane Lane extravaganza bonanza, whatever the one host lady was calling it. <laughs> They were the ones who, or she was the one who was initially saying that it was a uh, hundred thousand. And even the other host was like, wait, it's not cash. You know, he was just as bamboozled as the audience was. What'd you think of their dynamic? Because there was a lot of tension between them and these broadcasts they were doing together. So two things. One, you should have known it wasn't real because who is that cable station? And we know cable stations don't have that type of money anymore (laughs) (laughs) prism i think was their name i'm like what no and their relationship was hilarious because obviously he was the what they call it the straight lace one and she just did her own thing so honestly he made her funnier because he did not know what was going on and she obviously didn't either (laughs) well the fact her cousin showed up I was going to say, that that was when we should have known that this wasn't for real. (laughs) When they were supposed to have a meteorologist and she got her cousin on here, played by the hilarious DC Youngfly. DC Youngfly gave me the most laughs out of anybody in the film. Um, As he's a quote-unquote influencer, and he on here talking about, I told y'all such and such as I was going to get on TV. Like, what's happening right now? (laughs) What's going on? How did no one else know that he had a mic and he was mic'd up and ready to go? Whenever he said something, he had this little laugh, like, that just took me out every time. Because it was like, he was just so excited to be on TV somewhere. Uh. His commentary during it definitely made the broadcast. If I was watching the broadcast stuff, it's like Snoop, when Snoop did, what did he do the uh, sideline reporting for like wrestling or boxing or something? And people were just talking about how funny it was. That's what this was. If I was watching this live uh, on TV. So let's talk about this grand Christmas finale. Santa finally shows up, played by the David Allen Greer. Why did he pop up Peppermint? Sounded like a pimp or something. Peppermint. He was absolutely influenced by a pimp from the 70s. (laughs) Rolling up in a sleigh that reminded me of a Cadillac in that three-piece suit. And his hat? With the hat to the side. Yes, yes. Couldn't have come in no blacker than he did. That's for damn sure. <laughs> no blacker. <laughs> Them exactly. saying, see, told you that Santa was black. I was like, again, biblical. Because this is like, I told y'all Jesus is black. That's what I was thinking <laughs> in my head. <laughs> you see this, this overarching th- theme throughout yes. this movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He can't control peppermint any more than we it seemed like he could with all the things she's gotten into right she adds one more twist and that is that the cargers actually need 40 golden rings not five because the song repeats so Mm. pepper ends up cheating moving the time up which turns chris into one of the ornaments 
but the fam still manages to get all the rings that they need with the help of the little ornament people, an assist from Santa, an assist from the son getting up there doing a little drum line routine, which that was another favorite scene for me was the drum line scene with the yeah. 12 drummers drumming and 11 pipers piping. That was fun. Mm-hmm. And so, as with any Christmas film, tis a happy ending and a Christmas miracle. All's well that ends well. Did you expect for this to resolve the curse that was on the rest of the folks who had been under Pepper's spell? At face value, technically no. But of course, I think there was like a throwaway line that I ended up catching the second time around that was like, oh, if you do it, we'll be free too. So hope is on you. But it didn't really add up <laughs> when my first watch, I was like, huh? How, how is this working? Yeah, I think it was like one of those, well, if you break the spell, then maybe that sets us all free. But it's not quite how it worked out because it actually had to be a child's wish to unlock the curse mm-hmm. from them. So Holly was the one who was able to release them. And the folks who became human again included the freaking pentatonics. Um, did you notice some of the them. did you notice some of the outfit changes? Like only Lamplighter Gary and Pip still had on their outfits. Cordelia had on a new fit, the Pentatonics had on a new fit. They were like, oh no, we're not about to become human and still be wearing these rags. We need wardrobe. Chris Red said that he was gonna pepper uh ass on fire. <laughs> Light her up. It was so funny when they were trying to come up with all the 12 days of Christmas. Yeah, when they were putting their strategy together, for sure. Santa tells Pepper, after all is said and done, that she can return to the North Pole. I was really convinced that it was just about to be that easy. I didn't even catch the end credit scene until my second watch. And so if you guys did not watch past the original credits, there is a credits post credit scene one week later. And it turns out her second chance is that she is now turned into a living ornament that is in the now Chris owned Christmas shop. And Santa said she has to work her way back up into his good graces. Do you feel like this was a fair punishment for all the years of torment that she has released onto humanity? Sure. Why not? I wasn't sure if I felt like the the punishment was severe enough. I mean, granted, she got the same punishment that she inflicted on other people. And for how many years is Santa going to make her stay that way? We don't know. But where has he been all this time was another thought I had. Like, why have you not come and reeled her in sooner? Like Pip said, he was apparently an ornament for like 10 years. So where was Santa right. during these 10 years to come rescue these poor people from her He's wrath? He's a good man. Out here, knowing when kids are awake and sleeping around the world. He got a job one day out the year, for the most part. <laughs> he had time. It's a lot of lead up. Based on the Santa Claus, one of uh, arguably my favorite Christmas film. Yes, there is some level of preparation, but at the same time, Scott got time where he wasn't doing shit. So Santa could have made it. He could have helped Pip in all these years. Even though if I'm honest, Pip seemed like he'd been around longer than 10 years. There was a little bit of um of a 
disconnect because at one point he said, oh, I've been like this for 10 years. And another point he said, you know, Charlie Dickens, my mother knew his mother. Charles Dickens, wasn't that like the 1800s? Like, what are you talking about? Yes. How long exactly? Pip, how long have you been like this for real? Did you think it's only been 10 years and you don't know what year it is? You know? So interesting. But overall, Delora, give me your final thoughts on Candy Cane Lane and this addition to the Christmas canon of holiday films. This was a fun ride. I love Eddie Murphy in his family movie bag, especially when he's working a young kid I just feel like it's always gold you know Eddie the gamut when it comes to his work in terms of maturity levels but I I always do appreciate a good PG moment from him love the idea that he and Tracy got a chance to work together I did have to google their ages because I'm like hopefully this isn't one of those things where he's outrageously older than her and she She's playing his wife, Is but they're it? only 10 years apart. Okay. They're, they're 10 years say, apart. I think so. It yeah. could have, it could have been worse. And so therefore I'm like, oh, it's okay. Cause can you imagine how long he's probably known her, her being Diana Ross's daughter? Right. Yep. Facts. You know what I mean? Facts. Uh, Cause he's been famous for a long time. He has. Them's the facts. That's a great point. And he looks amazing. Can we talk about that? I mean, he looks amazing. I mean, I have no doubt. He, To your point, he's been famous a long time, which means he's been rich for a long time. <laughs> what they say, you're not ugly, you're just you're broke. You're just broke. <laughs> Flat out. Jeff Bezos. Again, I can't believe he had a whole spread on Vogue, but that's a whole, I digress. The glow up of so many people, and it, and it can be subtle, it's, oh, all of yes. a sudden, their teeth have changed. Oh, all of a sudden, their hair is looking a little different. Oh, all of a sudden, so you see a little tweak here, a little tweak there. Oh, fashion, the fashion. That, Ten years later, you like, God damn, look at how they used to look ten years ago. It's like, it's subtle. And then it, you just look back and it's like, wow, what a progression, right? So, mm-hmm. absolutely. None of us are ugly. We just need a bigger budget. So... <laughs> Um, and better resources. So my final thoughts on this film, again, I think I unfairly went into it with very high expectations. This is not your standard cinematic film. This is a Christmas film. So yes, there's going to be some cheesy moments. Like I felt like the wrap up with the both of the kids was fairly cheesy with, oh, let me just take a minute to look at my son. And now I see how gifted you are. Oh, my daughter's running. And all of a sudden she runs somehow into a track recruiter from North Carolina. Corny, but it is a Christmas film and these things happen. I enjoyed, to your point, the originality of the story, the fact that we got some things in a Christmas movie we have not seen. Is this going to be one I return to annually? It is not. But enjoyed it for the ride that it was. That's it. That's all. That's all. Guys, thank you for sticking with us for this recap of Candy Cane Lane. We cannot wait to hear your thoughts about it. Shoot us a message and let us know or share a comment. We appreciate it. Delora, it's time to move on to our hidden gems for this week. What you got for the people? As I promised previously, it is a Brandy-themed hidden gems. <laughs> First, with her latest movie, 
on Netflix, rated PG, best Christmas ever. It is a family comedy romance that took a bit of a turn. Let's talk about again, original content. I appreciate these new ideas. It It didn't feel so repetitive like we're always seeing in Hollywood. Is it the best movie of all time? Absolutely not. But if you love a good cheesy Christmas movie, this movie is for you. And the one thing that I love about Christmas time, I love a Hallmark moment or Hallmark adjacent. And this is one of them. For sure. (laughs) And Heather Graham's still out here working. Do you think? It's still working. And you know, Brittany did her thing. I love when Brittany's acting. So... And her husband. One can forget that Brady's been doing this for a long time. A long time, and she's she's a professional. Like, duh. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) The the playoff of Brady's husband was a lot of fun too. I thought that was really funny because he's like the suave debonair. My secondhand gem is Brandy's Christmas album. Mm-hmm. When I tell you the joy I had when I found out that she was recording an entire Christmas album, I was like, finally, mm-hmm. why are we getting it now? But I'm I'm happy we're getting it at all. Uh, she sounds amazing. It's a it's again a lot of fun. My favorite song so far is the Christmas song. And yeah, that's all I got. How about you, Ashley? So we have a shared hidden gem with the Christmas album from Brandy. I also, when I originally posted about it, was like, I feel like, how has Brandy not had a Christmas album already? But when I started hearing the vocals in the studio, I was like, oh, that smooth voice is going to give me everything I need. I, I want everyone who I love to have a Christmas album. There's just something about hearing certain Christmas classics um, through some of my favorite vocalists that just bring me so much joy. Tori Kelly over the last couple of years is a, a great one to me. I, I love yes. JoJo's Christmas album. I still go hard with Whitney, Mariah, Destiny's Child, the Braxton mm-hmm. Family Christmas album, Motown's Christmas album. Like I have so many in um, Sync's Christmas album, Justin Bieber's Christmas yeah, album. Right. I was about to say, Hey, you know what? Justin so Bieber got a good one. He has a great one. I mean, these are my on yes. rotation. Got oh, Ariana Grande, like gotta I listen to their to Christmas albums. Yep. And so Brandy's just sliding right on in amongst the crew of all of those. So, and I'm sure she's probably had a track here or there that I'm thinking about too, that I have, like I have a Christmas playlist of songs mm-hmm. that I play when I'm doing Same. my decorating and stuff. And so Absolutely. I'm sure she's on there, but I'm so glad we got a full Christmas album from her as well and then my secondhand gem is just the soundtrack of this film because like I said I love the opening number from uh, Chloe Bailey Coco Jones has a song on there like I just you know it's just it's a mood it's a vibe black people giving me Christmas albums yes yeah absolutely excited Celine Dion's Oh Holy Night Tears okay well I mean vocalist right vocalist (laughs) Um, and then boys to I'm, men. I'm, oh my God. Boys to men. Oh my God. Jesus. Hear me out. Harry Connor Jr. Okay, I'm going to let you have that one. I'm going to let you have that one. Fire. John Legend has an, um, yep. Christmas album. That's yep. amazing. Yep. And then Panatonic. I listen to, I have all five of their Christmas albums on my playlist. <laughs> Mind you, they are different, but love it. And I'm, I'm doing a real deep, deep, deep cut. 
take six. Mm-hmm. Do you remember them? Uh-huh. Yep. I was thinking of Brian McKnight, but I feel like Brian McKnight's Christmas album is really hard to find to actually oh, yeah. purchase anywhere. Yeah. Because I remember years ago trying to get off like Amazon and it never came. And so, oh, no. like, yeah, it's like, well, thank God for streaming for some of those that you couldn't find yeah. uh, in distribution anymore. But yeah, there's some great, great, great Christmases out there. Maybe we should do, I saw, shout out to them Black Mamas podcast. I saw they did like a, a, post of their favorite uh christmas songs or albums or whatever so maybe we'll have to do that too so that uh we can share some of our faves with all of you guys so tis the season hope you're enjoying the merriment of christmas time it is a vibe so Mm -hmm. that is it for oh one last thing i want to say that this movie brought me joy was because 12 days of christmas we sang in choir in elementary school. Shout out to Bellhaven Choir and my <laughs> choir director, Mr. White. I was over here doing the dance that we did for the 12 Days of Christmas song throughout this movie. And it just brought me There's so much joy. Dance? There was a dance because we were in choir. So we did as a choir, sopranos, altos, tenors. We did, we took our, we went and did shows at different places and we had a dance for the 12 Days of Christmas. So I was up here doing that dance as I was watching this movie. Wow. Such nostalgia. So thank you for that, Candy Cane Lane. And that is it. That is all today, guys. Thank you so much. We'll be back for two more shows, in fact. One more recap. So look forward to seeing you guys then. Please share this episode with your friends, family, loved ones. We so appreciate it. We will be back in the meantime. As always, be blessed. Bye. Bye.